Calm it's down. bear base. I know. Yeah. Fuck! Fuck! Ah, it burns so fucking bad. Hey, hey, there. Bear base to the eye. Oh, Straight to the eye. Okay. Help! He got me right in the eye with bear base. Keep streaming. I got it. Keep streaming. I am. I got it. My face is burning too. You gotta get him out of here. No, I can't even look. I can't even. Keep streaming me. Someone. I'm streaming. So get someone to stream me. I got it. I got it, Bakes. Okay. Rick Wright right here. I got it. Okay. What is my people saying? Uh, Alright. Damn that sucks. Milk. I need more milk. Bake, it's just it's gonna hurt for a second, alright man? More. TC and Jake. Denucci. It's freaking been Denucci. Denucci. You know, Baked Alaska was back in the news this week. Before you bought the jersey, did you know that he couldn't throw in the traditional way that that's why he, I bought he it. struggles with the general over over the shoulder that's why I bought it wild card I'm gonna end up being right about this one uh, purchasing the jersey what would be what would be right I mean you know it's funny already so in that sense in that's, my opinion you that's are all, right that's all that matters okay is whenever I wear it out to a big gathering to watch a big game maybe next year's Super Bowl and people are like that's a very funny jersey purchase you've made there. You can wear it to next year's Super Bowl if you want. He won't be there. I hope you understand. Oh, he'll be there. Maybe if they get Fields. If he backs up Fields. Baked Alaska was running around like in the French Quarter, macing people and live streaming it. Oh, Which no. you would tend to think he would want to stay as far away from pepper spray as possible, knowing all too well the effects. Yeah, but I, I believe we uncovered it was him like he this is not his first time pepper spraying his first time was whenever it was then when he pepper sprayed himself <laughs> i think i'm hot i'm clipping you hear that it's fine i just might I get do a, hear that i might get a little fired up in this one yeah see i was clipping too um do i have the energy to open up the settings and do something about it do you remember actually at our election party four years ago we played a Baked Alaska song for the whole uh, Club yeah. Dada. Uh -huh. I think it was an auto-tuned song called Build the Wall. Yeah. The chorus was something like, build the wall, make it 10 feet higher. <laughs> build the wall, build it to the sky. It was good, but it was not uh, We Love Our Cops, Our Law Enforcement. That was him? Yeah. He loves cops. And our law enforcement. And our law enforcement. Well, We love the troops. They're important. I hope everybody... You should put some sort of deal on this that says this is like the 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 get smart exploding offer, right? Like you're not going to want to listen to this on Wednesday. Yeah, well, you know, maybe. Maybe. If maybe. No, if Notre Dame uh, really smokes an opponent, I'll go back and listen to the preview if I didn't didn't care. Just to you know, every time they're like, "Well, I don't know if this is gonna," and I'll be like, "I know." <laughs> <laughs> what a weirdo. No, I don't really actually do that. But this one... I lied to you. I'm sorry. Um, this one you will allow to be posted no matter what happens, right? Fuck you. Is that is that like your, the thing that I bring up that you like to hear about the least? It can't be. I don't really care that much, dude. Okay. I, I don't think it was like... like you, you always do it as like, boy, now in the light of day, he must... No, I just, I didn't think it was that good. I, you know, like, I just don't want to put out stuff that sucks. I thought it sucked. Like, no, no big. I still think it sucks. 
Like it just was an entertaining show. It's you know two guys. <laughs> like, don't play our fights because they're not funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I remember that night too, though, and he's not going to be happy to hear about this. Huh. But we had um, at the time Councilman Philip Kingston up there with us, uh-huh. and he's like, "Look, I don't understand why you guys are so bummed out. It's going like, to be great. Just got to get the midterms. You know, like how bad could he be? We did. He was very much in we did the, get the midterms. This should not. You guys should not be this bummed out. Yeah, and no. I, mean, I think I don't in know. retrospect, he probably wants that one back. I I don't, I don't know because like uh I yeah of course you watched uh, the Mulaney uh intro on saturday night live you watch no you watch the opening monologue so did they do a separate politics show tonight oh okay tonight's the big night huh yeah you i'll could, lock in you could wrap up the mcconaughey thing yep. drive straight home pop on the boob tube yep you can see that awesome uh alec baldwin trump love that they're gonna do it several times whatever the woman's name that does kamala and she's always like maya set. rudolph yeah that's the, the woman yeah and she's always uh you know saying yes queen type stuff love that that's a <laughs> yeah. heater and a half it's their hillary but they're black but she's black yeah you know snl just knocks it out of the park when it comes to politics that's what I've always said. It's their That's brand. Their bellwether. Just no. Maybe they'll replay the the Mueller song. Ooh yeah, love the Mueller, the Mueller Christmas. song. Yeah, yeah. Big time stuff there. That's good. Really um, going after the establishment. No, uh, you know he he had a strain of thinking that like you know I don't always uh, feel, but like wish I did. Uh, where he's like you know then everything will be different. Uh, like clearly that it won't be. I don't know. I don't. Uh, yeah. It's a good monologue. I think that you would enjoy it. Uh, he, he paints like he's like, but once we have a different president, now if there's a situation where there's six girls at a sleepover and one of them was forced to be invited and the other five start picking on her because of it and then she decides she wants to go home and you're sitting there at the table with her as she's crying and you're in your pajamas and she's in an overcoat waiting for her parents to come, then having this different president will make it so it's totally different. <laughs> And I don't right, know. A couple I, things. I, I feel like it's true. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, you feel I care like about this stuff. And like, you know, I am hyper aware whenever I say this sort of thing, that there are people for whom they're totally fucked. Like, they've been totally fucked by these last four years. You know? Yes. I mean, like, I'm, like fucking migrant family. Like, you know, if, if, if Hillary had won... Uh, I do not want to let the Democrats get away with uh, letting you think that there would be no children in cages, but there would clearly be a smaller number of children in cages Who on behalf the cages, of the Joe? American people. <laughs> Joe? Hillary okayed the building of the cages as I don't part know of the that, administration. I don't know that we harped enough on that moment in the debate where he went full D. Barksdale. Who built them, Joe? Yeah, it was very Where's Wallace. Yeah. What about the cages, Joe? Who built them? Tell me about those cages. Who Answer built the, cages, the goddamn Joe? question. As Levy's just sitting there telling Joe Biden, shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't talk. Um... So I think so. Yeah, for for those people, it's it's incredibly important, and I don't mean to be like dismissive of that or to forget about it or whatever. But I also think that we're being melodramatic if we don't acknowledge that in our lives we've got it pretty good, regardless. And so you know, acting like it's the end of the world, like uh, you know, these are all things that uh, I didn't think four years ago that I've tried to really front and center now. Well, look at that. You've used this time to grow. (laughs) Yeah, is what you're telling me. I'm trying to. Um. I tell you where it's going to be different, mm-hmm. and well, maybe not. Well, I'm going to make more money this time. What do you mean? Because of the unemployment? 
Well, no, 500 from you, 100 from Logan oh, Dav 79. That's right. Yeah, I'm ready to pay. I'm going to get you a big check. But he's Logan ready to pay. I'm going to get you a big check and demand that you donate it to that woman that accused Joe Biden of assault. No, I have decided uh, where it's going. Uh, is there a new PlayStation coming out or something? You got it right. Oh, shut the fuck up. You got it right on. Number five, dude. Unbelievable. PS5. Unbelievable. Me and Joe going to be able to link up on COD. And it's all because of you. Look. You bringing people together. You want to make some predictions? Uh, I mean, you know. We're not I, getting I, a result before I, the end of the year. <laughs> okay. There's going to be the Electoral College before the end of the year, dude. Okay. That's, uh, in, like, the fact that there's Republicans means that uh, that's obviously more likely. Like, they want to end this thing the second that they can possibly end it. You think so? All of the people who currently getting, hold the levers of power want, like... Unless you're getting trucked. They want to count about 300 votes. <laughs> Trump will get, you know, uh, 151 of them. And then it will be like, I think we're done here. Close, close up shop. Yeah. It is kind of, you know, I was telling you this before we started. And it's probably some level of myopic, but I do... We talked about this a little bit last week, too. But I just love the feeling like you're in a historical moment. Yeah. It's really cool, even if it's a bad one. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> kind of even more so if it's a bad one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the cool zone, right? Yeah, it is the cool zone. It's a time in history that you know. I think the first article I ever read on the cool zone brought up Vietnam. They're like, yeah, you know, uh, Vietnam. Something I'm very interested in reading about. Probably wasn't that cool to live through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's how I feel about this. I want to, I want to journal and I want to write down so that ten. 20, 30 years from now, I can think back in this moment in time. However, if the chalk plays and Biden wins, I don't think that the version of tumult and turmoil that we are going to get as a result of that is going to be near as funny. If Biden wins? Yeah. Like, I think the the last four years and us just like loving to play funny audio on the Patreon and I still think there's going to be a lot of uh, problems when it comes to political rage, um, possibly violence at some point. I mean, we've already had you know clashes in the street, the likes of which, if you would have said were going to happen in America ten years ago, people thought would have thought you were crazy. I do want to know because you in our texts have been uh, spouting off strong assurances of violence. If you'd like a side bet there. No, and I don't want to even like, I don't want that to happen. I just, you look around and you know, you see those videos this weekend from the, with the Biden bus. That was wild. Dude, shocking. Like I had, I watched it three or four times and was like Minimal. really having a hard time wrapping my head around what I was seeing. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got that. You've got people. Did you hear who was in the bus? Kamala? No. Eminem? Uh, they did establish quickly that Joe and Kamala are both not in the bus. Uh, Richland's own Wendy Davis in the bus. Oh, really? Indeed. So do they have it? Like they were just on a separate bus. They were on a better bus. I mean, I would assume that there's a hundred of those buses. Okay. For all the operatives, they got a big bus budget. Well, they took all the money you donated to the Joe Biden Victory Fund, and they they put that towards a bus. PlayStation Five. I asked for this. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to make a side bet on it, but. What I'm saying, though, is that all of the stuff that comes with Biden winning, there's no funny stuff with it. Yeah. 
There's a lot of well, funny stuff about Donald Trump being president. There's, I mean, there's he's less. the greatest stand-up comedian of all time. And so are we going to have funny audio every week? That's we're just we're all about to realize just how insane this run has been. Just that he'll like you can't just make another. Like you read all these articles that are like the Trumpification of the Republican Party. Yeah. And will they ever be able to like That's- it, it's insulting to me. It really is. Like you're not. You, you, it's like you miss the whole moment. Right. He's a singular individual. Yes. You're not getting another one of these. They may try to run some of his plays, but they're not going to pop the way they do when he and runs. Other them. people have been trying to run him for four fucking years now, and it's just not. Although you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene. I'm a little interested. That's the QAnon lady, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not like, like it takes like electoral genius to do what she's doing, but uh, I feel like she she goes off. Yeah, and you got uh, Shelley. she posted that uh, the Lil Wayne song about uh, fucking a cop. It was like back the blue. <laughs> yeah, I know that was a good one. <laughs> it was a good one. Um, you got the Shelley Luther. Yeah, you know, I mean, so even when the when they can run those plays, but nothing is as funny as a dude who they're literally the head to Trump's corn. <laughs> Not a corn fan, but that checks out. <laughs> uh, it's just not funny, you know? And and to have a politician who will literally get up and knows that he can say anything in the world without retribution, that is a singular moment. Including noting that he could do anything without retribution. Like, right. uh, I could shoot one of my supporters on Fifth Avenue. Right. He, <laughs> he, uh, he flat out said a that. great moment. He got elected two weeks after, on tape, talking about how when you're famous, you can just grab women's pussies yeah so yeah. at that no, point no, he knew know, and part of what we're doing here today is, is is just remembering that and putting everything in focus but yeah i i you know joel's he's he's still uh gonna have some gaffes and stuff but you're right like just in the like with trump as the headlining act being able to play a couple joe gaffes is is nice and fun we're not gonna play it we're not gonna have a podcast built around a joe gaff no one, one time and again i just don't think even if trump keeps talking because i'm sure he will i just don't even think that's as funny yeah anymore so i just jotted some stuff down and i know you have some audio you want to play too i do it just it feels you know nothing's gonna shock you nothing you don't remember it's yeah. in, in fact it's there because you remember remember it it's it's the greatest hits no surprises but hits yeah I just it all happened it, it it certainly I wouldn't say so fast but so many of these moments were so fleeting like everybody remember when SNL just absolutely took down Sean Spicer Oof. I mean that pretty much ended him well he did end. I know. And it wasn't much longer after. I, th- I think it might have. Who do you think had the most um, mercurial Trump run? Is it, the, is it Mooch? Like, I, that man, was like I a one-month moment in time. It wasn't one month, dude. It was a week. <laughs> <laughs> like, we got introduced to this firecracker, and he was just gone. I, uh, I started to... I watched like three minutes of his, his one big press conference. And uh, I stopped because I was like, I, I need to wait until Jake and I are good and fucked up and watching this together. <laughs> we need to go back over it, dude. In fact, you know, I wish we had, we don't have the time for it here. But if we did, I would watch all 30 minutes with you right now. Like, just the, the start. Like, he's just so goddamn smooth. Yeah. He's so good, but, like, also so dumb. Like, I love everything about it. Oh, it's good. He's talking about the putts. Like, however good you think throws. it is. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I was with this man in Madison Square Garden. 
He could drain it from anywhere. One hand, top coat. This is who we're talking about. Yeah, he was uh, apparently actually only acting from July 21st to July 31st. (laughs) (laughs) You know how hard that rules? He he gave that press conference. He called up a reporter, uh, like just fucking cussed about everyone he worked with, and then was like, this is off the record. And the reporter's like, no, it's not. not." He's like, well, you know, I wish it was. Yeah. Yeah, and then he like, yeah, and then publicly was like going after the reporter. And if you, you remember... Uh, he was at odds with Rince Priebus. <laughs> no, I don't think he was involved in government. I don't remember that name. <laughs> Rince Priebus. Yeah. He was at odds with Rince Priebus and uh, Steve Bannon. Mm-hmm. Like, it really does feel like this was a six-season arc, and there's just some guys that were played by, uh, you know, um, why am I blanking on his name? Sopranos, Cameo. It's like a cousin who comes home. Um, Fier, Fier, Fior, Furio? Yeah, but why, why am I blanking on the actor's name? Armageddon Space Dementia? Steve Buscemi? Yeah, like some of these guys would have been, you get a big Hollywood actor, but he's only in for like an eight-episode se- eight arc. Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel about the Mooch. Bannon was a I constant. I just want to watch but, a TV show about the Mooch. Oh, I would watch that. Yeah. For sure. And now, of course, he's, I feel an, like he he's is an anti-Trumper. America now well yeah, that all needed to happen that's all that all makes sense yeah part of the part of the turn yeah rinse Priebus. yeah steve bannon that was a fun one that uh until he was arrested at sea. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like real cheap right like he was just off the coast of like virginia or something it was connecticut okay and uh i i was wondering if he was in the open ocean i i don't know if i i think it got on the podcast but yeah I discovered that uh, Connecticut doesn't have open ocean. It's it, the entire thing. Uh, Long Island goes underneath it. Like Long Island goes past Connecticut, I believe. So he was just kind of in a bay. <laughs> yeah, he was just shuttling back and forth between Montauk. As his federal authorities board his vessel. <laughs> uh, what are some other good ones? Uh, well, we all, who could forget Sarah Huckabee Sanders? She had a uh, powerhouse of a run. Yeah. Nearly fucked Kim Jong-un. Nearly, that's right, nearly. And um, got real mad whenever someone made fun of her makeup. <laughs> remember, yeah. Remember uh, our Michelle Wolf. Yeah, over the White the, House. The, correspondence yeah, correspondence dinner. dinner. That's, that's, you know, among the things where people will be like, ah, finally, normalcy. They'll get their White House correspondence <laughs> dinner back. We can have our centrist. I'm so proud of you. Sent lib party back. Did, I, did we ever actually play Obama? Talking about Trump? No, but I think about it constantly. Uh, I I think that, you know, like, listen, I understand. Like I said, I, I get the fall. You know, I don't think anyone doubts that I do. The, the fallout of all of this. But there's a real Michael Jordan moving story to thinking about him sitting there. Like, is everyone in the rooms laughing at him? Like, he's the Joker on, yeah. uh, on Murray's show. Yep. The Murray Franklin show. And he's just in his head. He's like, but I'll get you. Yeah. And then he just worked hard, put his all into it, and just through the sheer force of his personality, he did get them. He he was like Borat's brother. <laughs> he break out of cage. He, he get this. If you've never seen it, it's 2011. Yeah. And it's hosted by Seth Meyers, and uh, Trump is there, and Obama just goes at him. 
And he's doing pretty standard Trump jokes, like the jokes that everyone has been doing forever about. Is it short? Do you want to send it to me? It's like five minutes. You want to watch it? It's pretty long. Okay. But you need to see it, though, if you're interested in this, because they're doing the deal where they have the camera on Trump like the whole time. Yeah. And he's not laughing. No. He's fucking seething. He's He's like Joker and Murray Franklin. Yeah, and everyone around Trump is giving him the look over like, oh, God, I don't. You like want to he hear th- a joke, Murray? I don't feel like he thinks this is funny. And I have a friend that contends that that's the moment that he was like, all right, that's it. It's not just uh, <laughs> your friend. I think that, like, that's, I don't know. I, I don't know a single person who's seen that video that disputes that. Like, yeah, I just never seen it before it just a few feels months ago. Excessively obvious that that's what's going on. I mean, I, I think that that was circulated, like, uh, you know, during the 2016 campaign at points. Yeah, no, I, I think it's the missing piece of the puzzle. Like, it's it's definitely just him. Because uh, Megan and I were having this conversation. You know, I've, I've really had a spiritual awakening over the last several months. Um, and, you know, I've just kind of, uh, kind of see the world through new life, uh, new light. You know, um, just coming more closely aligned with Marianne Williamson, stuff like that. <laughs> She's a kook. And uh, she was talking about uh, Megan, the CEO of her company, will, like, uh, post, like, very like clear anti-Trump things. And she was like this. So that she was, she was saying like, you know, I try not to hate anyone, but I hate this man. And I was like, nah, man, stick with the first one. I don't hate anyone. And Megan was like, how can you not hate him? And I'm like, you know, like he does bad stuff and I don't support him, but like everyone has like everyone who's ever done anything that hurts someone else did it because they were hurt. Like, you know, there's, there's a, there's a sympathetic reading of their motivation anytime. Like, you know, every, everyone who acts violent, it's, it's because they're, you know, they, they didn't, they don't feel safe unless they're inflicting that violence because of something that happened to them. And, you know, it is that he is just fucking sitting in a room as everyone's mocking him. Like, you know, he's, he, he's not actually worked hard to get where he is, but he feels like he has. Sure. And he, you know, just like his kids, he's getting all of this, uh, all, all, you know, all these accomplishments are just being fucking smeared with, uh, feces as, uh, this man who he has such contempt for is standing up there, like saying like, like I'm the joke and the whole room's laughing at me. Uh, if that were one of your friends that was sitting at this table, just getting ripped apart, uh, then, and then like, you know, they lashed out by trying to do whatever you'd be like, well, you know, I mean, they were fucking with him pretty hard. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to give a charitable reading to his, I hear his time as president, but I understand what no, you're saying. No, it's bad, and, you know, he, he should go to hell for it, but... uh Probably starts with Fred not loving him. Yeah, yeah. There's a ton about... I mean, there's a ton about Trump, and there's a ton about any bad person ever that's very sympathetic. Like, you know, what's the serial killer where, like, uh, their parents just tra- uh, treated them well, and, like, the world more or less accepted them? There's not any of them. We never really got any sort of backstory that made any sense on uh, on Kavife. That was uh, I mean, an exhilarating he was just, time. He was just mistyping coverage. I thought that was apparent at <laughs> is the that time. What, is that what it was? Yeah, it was like uh, given okay. the press, given the negative press, Kavefe, and he <laughs> like the COV. It's just coverage. It was an exhilarating time. Now, why did he hit enter then? I don't know. <laughs> While we tried to you figure know? out what exactly Kafife was. <laughs> See, everyone was trying to figure it out. I'm like, he's clearly just typing the word coverage. Despite the constant negative press Kafife. Sin. See? It's obviously, it's obviously coverage. <laughs> yeah. 
But then it stayed up for a while. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. might still be up there. That's I love that too. Yeah. Just his ride or die. I'm a poster. <laughs> Look. Shoot or shoot. Yeah. <laughs> post to post. Yeah. Uh what are some other I mean, we had a little run with Chris Christie. I mean, he's an amazing figure in all this. You gotta give him that. And did you know? What? For two hundred dollars? What? Cameo. Oh, why not? I'm only telling you this because I was going to buy one for Dan uh-huh. and then determined it to be too expensive. Uh-huh. So now the cat's, there's really no point in me preserving yeah. this. Uh, but yeah, you can get Chris Christie. Well, if I hadn't already budgeted all 500, I might have might have peeled off too. Oh, man. Come on. Uh, maybe we'll see. It depends on whether or not Logan Dav pays up. Who's that again? <laughs> Guy on Twitter that the day after we made the bet was in my mentions getting spicy, and I said, "You want in?" I He's uh, like, "I'm in for a hundred. Yeah, I think I I owe a female P1 of ours a hundred bucks. Listener, if, to if the it show. happens, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we'll see. I told myself I wouldn't make any predictions after uh, after last time, so you know, we'll just see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, you want to start with these vlogs? Yeah, sure. So. uh these, uh, I guess we could probably scour this for content for years to come. The first one, just play the Super Bowl ad one first. So if you don't know, they're all deleted from his actual website, but FactBase archived all of his personal vlogs. And they're pretty low rent. Like it was him sitting at his desk at Trump Tower, desks all messy, and he just weighs in on... It was... Uh... Kind of like this. <laughs> His, he just weighs in on the most trivial bullshit. Of course, we had him railing against a Geico ad <laughs> last time. Everyone says it's the worst ad. Worst. Pull it off the air now. Here he is. Uh, it's been a yeah. tradition that at the end of the Super Bowl, people vote for their favorite commercial. Well, I hope you vote for me and Century 21. We did a commercial. I think it's cute. I think it's fun. People like it. I hope you vote for that's beautiful. Yeah. He was just, in 2011, had a Super Bowl commercial, and he wanted you to vote for him for it afterward. That was kind of his first dipping his toe into electoral politics. <laughs> Getting the award for favorite commercial during the halftime. He said, if I can do show, this, I can do anything. For Century 21. <laughs> the other one is kind, of, is kind of timely, because I don't know if you remember this, but uh, many years ago at the, I want to say, Oscars, yeah. You may recall that Sasha Baron Cohen threw a bunch of shit on Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> yeah. Like a bunch of sand or dust or something. Uh-huh. And it was a big to-do. And so uh, Trump weighed in. This third-rate character named Sasha Baron Cohen thought he was being cute and funny when he threw ashes at Ryan Seacrest. Now, I know Ryan Seacrest. He's a great guy. And you could see he was visibly upset. It was disgraceful. And the security guard that was standing to the right, he ought to be fired immediately. That guy mm-hmm. had nothing. He is not capable. Yeah. He allowed this guy to get away with so much. Believe me, if that ever happened to somebody with real security, Sasha Baron Cohn would not be in good shape right now. He'd be in a hospital. He would have been punched in the face so many times. He wouldn't have known what happened. I only wish that Ryan took a swing at him. And I only wish that the security guard that allowed it all to happen, number one, gets fired. 
And number two, go to school, learn about being security. You don't know, man. Pause it. A lot of people are... There's any pivots here. Go to school, learn about being security. It's 100% boogie. I asked you what you do for a living, and the best thing you could come up with was computer school. I go to security school? <laughs> could you just imagine, like, just... Uh, you know, like the, the hot dogs guy with three hot dogs? You watch the Boys and Girls Guide to Getting Down. They had a bit about uh, bouncers. Uh, they're rated by the number of like the the oh, back the, of the your back neck, of neck, like yeah. fat rolls. Okay, like that's a hot dog. So like I just imagine like a three hot dog security guard standing in front of a whiteboard, being like, "And if it's uh, one of these, you need to beat their ass." <laughs> yeah, go if to someone school. throws ashes. You put them in the hospital. <laughs> Everyone to, say that. Go to school and learn about security. So that was his it, first part. Is just on the Oscars. He continues the this back half of this, but he's this is just the most shallow shit, but it's funny. Asking me about the Academy Awards and what's going on around the Academy Awards. Around. Well, I hear that the absolute worst party of the evening was the Vanity Fair party. Here we go. It was boring. People were sleeping. Nobody <laughs> enjoyed it. There was no good feeling. None. And it's really like symptomatic of what happened to Vanity Fair. Yep. Vanity Fair newsstand sales are down at an unbelievable number. The magazine has lost its focus. It used to be a wonderful magazine. Right now, it's boring, just like the party they had. <laughs> Too bad. It was a great institution. Too bad. Too bad. Too yeah, bad. Yeah, uh, your party sucks. For people who don't <laughs> obsessively follow these things... Trump has a uh, longtime personal vendetta with Graydon Carter, and yeah, I believe publisher. it's over very petty things. Um, but uh, it's on both sides. Yeah, I don't know how often. Like, I'll open my Apple News app, and uh, if a Vanity Fair story pops up there, like they're very petty about him, and like will take like obviously like stuff where like you know me, someone who does not like Trump, I'll read this and be like, all right. You just tell you're just feeding into the idea that no one's going to play fair to this guy because you're obviously not playing anything approaching fair. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's great. There's there's a big tweet that goes around. Uh, Jake's primary nemesis Felix from Chapo uh, will often retweet the uh, sissy Graydon Carter tweet. I feel like I've seen that. Explain. Yeah, I mean it's the same thing. It's just he's 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 ripping the Vanity Fair Oscars party. He's like, it's a boring party now. <laughs> Sissy. Here it is. Sissy yeah. Graydon Carter of Vanity Fair magazine and owner of bad food restaurants <laughs> has a problem. A food restaurant. His Vanity Fair Oscar party is no longer, in quotes, hot. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like owner just, of bad food restaurant. <laughs> it's just whatever he's sending that tweet. Imagine who he's sending it to. He's telling the apprentice audience, like, Oscar's party not so hot anymore. <laughs> All right, I'll write that down. Yeah, I guess keep, it, keep that, keep track of that. Should this ever come up, then I need <laughs> yeah. to know that Graydon Carter, his restaurants are bad food restaurants. Mm -hmm. And then this last one here, noted from the vlogs, man, it's uh, it's hilarious. Paul Tuttle Sr., the star of American Chopper, it's a really <laughs> successful show on yeah. making choppers, just presented me with, I think, one of the most beautifully manufactured and built 
choppers in the world. And I don't know what to do with it because I'm not a big driver of motorcycles no or, way. as they, they say, choppers. choppers. <laughs> but he is an amazing guy. He's on Celebrity Apprentice. He does really well. He's tough. He's smart. Mm. He's cunning. And he likes not to wear shirts. I mean, he does the cutoff thing, and it's a lot of fun. But he does great on the Celebrity Apprentice. He just put the chopper in the atrium of Trump Tower, 57th and 5th, right next to Tiffany. And the crowds are going absolutely crazy. They love it. He did an amazing job. He's a very talented guy. And I very much appreciate the chopper. I don't know what to do with it. But I appreciate it. We're going to keep it in the atrium for a couple of months so everybody can see it. This is a little bit about the great manufacturing talents in this country. I can't think of mm. any other place that could make a masterpiece like this. So, Paul, thank you okay. and congratulations. I love the idea. Like that Germany or Italy? Yeah. Mm. Like, you know, the people who have long since dominated the uh, lane of, of automotive well, you know. But I like the idea, though. I feel like you're coming for the family with that line of uh, talk. Ford man? Well, he worked at Ford for a while. And then and Harley. Currently works at Harley-Davidson. So. We were always a Ford family. Uh, there you go. With our purchases. You know what it stands for? No. Uh, found on road dead is the common uh, joke, but it's in honey boy. So that's why it sticks out in my mind. Okay. Uh, like the, the uh, Sasha or uh, Shia LaBeouf has a... Uh, Big brother's big sister's dad that like uh, you know comes and takes care of him or whatever, and his dad's like, "I want to meet this motherfucker," and he drives up in a like a restored Ford truck, and he's like, "You know what it stands for?" And he's like, uh, "Well, it's the man's name, William Ford." And he's like, "No, it's found on road dead." <laughs> then he takes yeah, a swing at him. Yeah, say that I've heard. Um, it's a great movie. That's probably the best scene. I love the idea though that they put the the chopper as they call it, in the atrium, and people mm -hmm. are going crazy. People are going nuts for it. They, they walk by, they're, ooh, 57 ah. and 5th, and they're just blown away. <laughs> <laughs> I just love giving out the address. You guys know, 57th and 5th. <laughs> That's what's up. Um, um, yeah, now it's uh, over to your audio. All right. So I just wanted, to, like I said, um, bring us back, you know, this is a time for reflection, I feel. I've listened to a number of other podcasts that also take this. You know, this is uh, it's the eve of presidential election. It's a time to take stock, look back. Mm -hmm. So uh, we want to just play for you, um, you know, the, uh, the, the, best, the best stuff that, that, uh, that you remember and just kind of lock, this, lock in this time capsule. So um, I only kind of half remember this one, but, uh, you know, figured I'd have, have something to kind of uh, ease us in. So, you know, enjoy. Hello, everybody. My name is Scott Sarge. I'm president of Local 2227. And I'd like to tell you a story about uh, my father during the 80s. Uh, he lost his job <clears throat> due to uh, imports coming into this country. And uh, I just want to tell you what that does to a man with six kids is devastating. So uh, with that being said, for Herb, Herman Sarich, uh, your story didn't end. And uh, for all the uh, people that I represent at my union, I never want to see it happen again. And for these workers and these folks, uh, I appreciate the opportunity. And I'm very humbled uh, with this. So uh, it's very important to us. So I never want to see it happen again. And uh, I say that from sincerely from my heart. And uh, I thank you for the opportunity for what you thank do. You. Your father's Herman? Herman, sorry. Yes, sir. Yes. yes. Well, your father, Herman, is looking down. He's very proud of you right now. Well, he's now. still alive. He's uh, oh, he is? Well, then he's, 
even more proud of you. Great to come. That is even more proud. Anybody yeah, no. else? Please come on up. Here you go. Let's arm wrestle. Come on. on. <laughs> it was a fucking big burly. Like the guy had biceps as large as Trump's head, and he's like, "Oh, hey, well, look at you. You're a big man. Let's, let's, arm, let's wrestle. arm wrestle. Let's arm wrestle." Well, he's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the guy's voice. Uh, I down here, uh, Union Two Two Seven. He would be so proud of you. Well, now he's more proud of you. Well, yeah, because he knows how good I'm doing, and that you're talking to me, and that he's alive. Yeah, that's also it's you know. Yeah, um, here's one we've uh, we've dead. mentioned before. Uh, I mean, we played it, but since we played it, we've uh, mentioned it many times. Bob Woodward talking to Donald Trump about uh, about the book coming out, but also uh, in a little bit of a tiff over whether or not Woodward had uh, requested an interview prior to the book. Oh, Jesus Christ, TC. You're going to have to do well, a quick I, thing. Here, uh, I'll do my fake Bob Woodward, and you can see how good it is or okay. bad. Well, I sent the request to Kellyanne. I sent it to Kellyanne three times. She never got back to me, but I sent the request to Kellyanne. I think we're going to see it spot on. Let's see. Insight and documentation, and it's, um, you know, it's a tough look at the world and your administration and you. Right. Well, I assume that means it's going to be a negative book, but, well. you know, I'm, some, I'm sort of 50% used to that. That's all right. Some are good and some are bad. Sounds like this is going to be a bad one. It's a chance missed, and I don't know how things work over there in terms Very well. of getting <laughs> to you. <laughs> if you would call Madeline in my office, uh, did you speak to Madeline? No, I didn't. But Madeline I, is the key. She's the secret well, because I she's, to Raj she's about the person. It. I talked to Kelly. Well, and a lot of them are afraid to come and talk, or you know, they are busy. I'm busy, uh, <laughs> but I don't mind talking to you. I would have spoken. I spoke to you 20 years ago. And I spoke yeah. to you a year and a half or two years, years ago. ago. I, I and uh, I certainly don't mind talking to you. And I wish I could have spoken to you. Well, uh, it's, it's, but you know, you, but nobody called my office. I mean. You went through, well, what, I guess, I mean, different I, people. Mr. President, how can I spend all this time talking to uh, people and uh, like Kellyanne and Raj and Republican senators? I mean, uh, who are the senators? No, they never called me like, about it. Uh, Senator Graham said he had talked to you about talking to me. Now, is that not true? Uh, Senator Graham actually mentioned it quickly on <laughs> one meeting. And, you know, <laughs> that, right. that is true. That is true. Well, that no, but that is true. Uh, mentioned it quickly, not like, uh, you know, and I would certainly uh, have thought that maybe you would have called the office, but that's okay. I'll speak to Kellyanne. I am a little surprised that she wouldn't have told me. In fact, she just walked in. I'm talking to Bob Woodward. He said that he told you about speaking to me, but you never told me. Why didn't you tell me? I would have been very happy to speak to him. All right, so what are you going to do? Well, uh, so I have another bad book coming out. Big deal. It goes on. <laughs> Big, Big deal. deal. Big deal. Big deal. Got another, bad, another book. bad book. That is spectacular. Every <laughs> single line in there is just so spectacular. I mean, what Woodward means when he says how things work over there is order of operations. Let chain me of stop you there. Very, very good. Well. <laughs> very well. Uh, when mentioning Smooth people are, are busy, he's incapable of mentioning that other people are busy without also including that he's also very busy. But the, the way he <laughs> says it, I have never been less convinced that someone was busy. It's like he's kind of like realizes how bad he looks. And he's like, well, all of my staff, they do a lot. And well, come to think of it, I yeah, yeah I, I do. I, do, I definitely more. do a lot. Probably yeah. the most. Yeah, for sure, a and, lot. And then you get the deal of like, 
the, what sounds like calling home to your parents. <laughs> hey, I'm talking to Jake. <laughs> yeah. He says, oh, well, all right, what a, whatever. It's <laughs> yeah. amazing, dude. <laughs> and he's like, all right, yeah, well, you clearly just laid out that you did everything I just asked that you should have done. Well, fuck it. Who cares? Bad book. Yeah, you know, could have been good. Instead, it's bad. Good grief. What can you do? Good grief. What can you do? All right. I don't know if you can uh, lean over here or uh, if you want, because this this helps if you can see it. Okay. I'll describe for the the podcast audience, but uh, just this guy in the back really adds something. I don't know that I'd noticed him before. And the good news keeps pouring in. In fact, we have a very important announcement to make tonight. He's on bed. Does anybody know what that announcement is? The guy is? in the crowd is. Yeah. yeah. Does anybody know what that announcement is? Yeah. We have a very, very large announcement. Do you oh, understand? Large. Right, yeah, bud. baby. I knew you didn't want to leave without it. I knew what's happening here. So I would like to invite my good friend and your governor, quick. Jim Justice. Whenever he said large, people should know, he extended his arms out as far as they could uh, could go and said, yeah. large. Uh, Ozzy Gian also did that when calling in Bobby Jenks once. It's the same motion. Up to the stage to share this news with all of you. Jim, come on up. Come on up, Jim. Look at this guy. <laughs> You'll never believe him. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's pretty much it. I was I was playing this for Megan yesterday. Big Jim is going to say a few words, and these words have not been spoken by words. a major political figure, <laughs> meaning governor or senator, in our country for a long time. Thank you. The guy, the guy in the back really looks like Jake Bird. Like it, yeah. He doesn't physically resemble him, but the energy is the same. Yeah. Affect yeah. is very uh, similar. Ma- Megan, Megan saw Jim Justice whenever I was getting this ready. He was like, he really is big. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, he's a big old boy. <laughs> We've been obsessed lately here in the den with how obsessed Jerry is with McCarthy's size. <laughs> really? Yeah, dude. It's just would... every chance he gets, he's like, and he's just like he's big old self sitting at that desk. And he's he just he he cannot wait to compliment McCarthy's size. <laughs> And he's a solid man. There's just something about these guys, like these these billionaires. It was probably so hard for him whenever, you know, Garrett's just not, you know, he's kind of a fet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could tell that, that that's pretty much the main thing. Some people say go from players coach. He wanted a big guy in here. Yeah, he wanted a big man. And in my in my mind, he, Farley type. he slaps him on the back every day. Oh, yeah. Four or five times. <laughs> Look at Look that. At this. <laughs> Look at this. solid wood. Sturdy. Just a big, big man. And it's the same thing with Trump. Like, he just loves big dudes. All right. And uh, this, I think this is my favorite. I think this is my personal top. Uh, <laughs> I know where you're headed. <laughs> I just, you know, I, I, I don't want to let these four years expire without ever remembering the... Uh, the speech to the jamboree. Will gain momentum. And look, you have to. You need the word momentum. You will gain that momentum. And each success will create another success. The word momentum. A great part of this is that Rick Perry's I'll in the shot a story the entire time. That's very interesting for me. When I was young, there was a man named William Levitt, Levittowns. You have some here, you have some in different A feeling of Anybody warmth ever just washes Levittown? over me as he says it. Yep. I love it so much. 
And he was a very successful man, became unbelievable. He was a home builder, became an unbelievable success and got more and more successful. And he'd build homes. And at night, he'd go to these major sites with teams of people and he'd scour the sites for nails and sawdust and small pieces of wood. And they'd clean the site so when the workers came in the next morning, the sites would be spotless and clean. And he did it properly. And he did this for 20 years. And then he was offered a lot of money for his company. And he sold his company for a tremendous amount of money, at the time especially. Can you pause this it real quick? This is a long time yes. ago. Sold his company. Do you know how bored you are if you're a 12 year old scout right now? Oh, yeah. Like, what is he talking about? And I mean, this is 18 minutes in. <laughs> it's just, it's the most boring, like, you know, give me Tony Dungy or somebody to come up here and tell a cool football story or something. And I mean, it, you know, if, if I'm calling the top clip, then of course it works on a number of levels. Uh, but one thread to keep, you know, I mean, I think the forefront thing is what's coming up here in a second. But uh, one thing to keep in mind is just, this doesn't make any sense. Like, <laughs> it really doesn't. His, it's just, it's like, if, if you think that the sports momentum thing is like kind of iffy, uh, his, like, it's clear he's, he enumerates on like, you can definitely see him sitting there like making business decisions where they're like, Mr. Trump, uh, we want to build a tower in Abu Dhabi. And he'd be like, Abu Dhabi, that's a town of momentum. It's a yes. Yeah, it doesn't make uh, Do you want to look at the financials? No, it's a yes. Momentum. Momentum. <laughs> and like, uh, he's he's like, you know what made William Levitt successful? He swept the work site. <laughs> Fucking busy work, bullshit ass nothing. That is not what made him successful at all. Uh, but he had momentum, folks. Company for a tremendous amount of money. And he went out and bought a big yacht. And he had a very Rick Perry kind of laughed life. at that I one. I won't go anymore huh? than that because uh, you're yeah. so I'm not going to tell you what he did. Should I tell you? Should oh. I tell you? <laughs> He's hamming it up. Oh, you're Boy Scouts, but you know life. You know life. <laughs> so, look at you. you Who would think is. this is the Boy Scouts, right? What? So he had a very, very interesting life. And the company that bought his company was a big conglomerate. And they didn't know anything about building homes. And they didn't know anything about picking up the nails and the sawdust and selling it. <laughs> they and the wouldn't scraps pick up the nails. Wood. That's why they this failed. This was a big mm -hmm. conglomerate based in New York City. And after about a 10-year period, they were losing a lot with it. It didn't mean anything to them. And they couldn't sell it. So they called William Levitt up. And they said, would you like to buy back your company? And he said, yes. I would. He so badly wanted. He got bored with this life of yachts and sailing and all of the things he did in the south of France no. and other places. <laughs> and other places. You won't places. get bored, right? You know. You know, truthfully, your workers, you'll get bored too, believe me. <laughs> of course, having a few good years like that isn't so bad. I just, <sighs> I know we've all heard this a lot of times. So it just kind of, you know, it, it dulls it. I want you to understand that this man... The President of the United States is standing in front of a flag behind the presidential podium telling 12-year-olds <laughs> that they are going to get tired of orgies on yachts. 
Yeah. That, that one day. Right. right. <laughs> and also that you're all, look, you're all just workers. You'll never get bored of, but actually you're workers. You'll get bored. Yeah, are, You'll get bored. I know. You, there's, a, there's a ceiling on just about everybody in here and it ain't that high. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I, I actually don't think that's what he means. I think that he, like... Like we have the like workers managers thing like like worker is like a big part of the socialism vocabulary. I think that he is self-identifying as a worker. As a hard worker. Yeah. Sometimes like, you get, yeah. Like he's saying that anyone who's like, you know, just on this tireless uh, drive to achieve that like that burns you out at some point. And then you need to take a yacht. <laughs> you got to have a couple of couple of yacht years. <laughs> In the south of France and other places. And then what does he mean? Oh, I cannot believe you're the Boy Scouts. <laughs> Why? Because, like, he's like, you guys are getting so dirty right now. Yeah. No, it's just it's you, just dude. It's just you. We didn't ask to talk about this. Although they certainly, like, and I could just imagine this. Oh, yeah. If I were, if, if he came along. down to uh, Camp Grady Spruce while I was there and asked if uh, I wanted to hear the details. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, Give me the details. Tell us about the yacht. <laughs> yeah. Um, Incredible. But yeah, you know, uh, I do think that there's a decent chance that he loses tomorrow and runs again in four years. So I, I, you know, we, we shouldn't, we shouldn't shut the door entirely. I like that. Uh, but there's, there's also a real good chance that, that this is it. And, uh, and this is going to be as good as it ever gets. So I just want to say that if that's the case, it was, it was great for me. A hell of a ride. A hell of a ride. Learned about wind. You know, mm-hmm. birds went down a bunch of fake Melania rabbit holes. <laughs> I'm still not sure. You know, <laughs> Snopes I, says they're sure. Like what? So I'm just because that you work at Snopes. The fact you look at this picture and you're like, no, it's not a fake. I don't know, dude. But it's been fun. As horrible as it could be, also been very fun. Fifty-one forty-nine. I'm. Uh, I'm. I want him gone. But. <laughs> 51, but there is that 49 <laughs> we'll have to see we'll, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll do an episode Wednesday morning yep 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 thanks so, yeah. for riding with us folks that's it for tonight the high school special is next so until tomorrow for everyone who's been a part of this one I'm TC and Jake we do thank you for watching good night